data is exponentially growing year on year, the amount of data that we're dealing with, construction's getting more and more complicated. So the, the companies that really have a, a strategic um, set of data rules are going to be able to leverage that advantage in the, in the future. Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with the mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Justin Fellows, founder of 53Quantum. He helps clarify construction data, minimize exposure to future disputes and financial risk, reduce delays, and a whole lot more by using technology such as machine learning and AI to provide results faster and more accurately. Justin is a passionate advocate for the adoption of new technology to reveal better and more profitable ways of working. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you very much, Todd. That's a great introduction. <laughs> I feel like I'm teeing up on the uh, the first tee of a major golfing competition. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hopefully we can keep it that exciting throughout the whole thing. So <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, well, I always like to, to start with how you got into the industry and get a little bit of your, your backstory for the audience. Sure. Well, I got into the industry when I was 16. I started um, moving bricks around and doing general laboring. And yeah. I then um, got into the uh, bricklaying trade. So, and I enjoyed my time bricklaying, but I, I was passionate about doing other things within construction as well. Um, and then there was a recession in the late 80s, early 90s. And I don't think it was because of that reason, but I went back to college and I studied as a um, quantity surveyor. That's the area I went into. And ever since then, I've been enjoying my time in construction. Um, so from a very early stage, I found that my work was taking me into disputes. I find that there are a lot of disputes within construction. And, you know, it's also um, just an interesting area for me to, to see how I could help resolve problems within construction really using using data more recently mm -hmm. nice uh, did you find that your experience in the the labor side and bricklaying did, did that help set you up for um uh, maybe a success or advantage later <laughs> on in your career i i believe so uh, i think it's really important um that the people have where they can have that experience, exposure to the construction process. That has, they have that empathy of people working within the trades as well, so yeah. that they can also understand how things are put together on the construction site. And it gives a great, it just really helps when, if people are in that professional side to understand how things are put together and, and, and make more sense of how they're going about their, their work. So I do, I do think it's really important. A really important thing to to have within you know your 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 career if you've got some site um exposure really yeah i think that that you bring up empathy and that is so big <laughs> you know <laughs> whether you have the uh the labor experience or not but to have the empathy to go out there and say all right i want to really understand your pain points and what you're going through and not just come in you know i, I think that the wrap on software providers is that oftentimes they can come in with their, their own arrogance and ego and think that they have all the solutions figured out to the construction industry. And if you don't start with that empathy, 
you are probably going to be way off base with what you are actually trying to to push and to sell. And so you're just, you know, kind of cramming in software instead of actually addressing the problem that's going on on the site and solving the problem, not just adding a new technology for the sake of technology. Yeah, I think so that also you need buy-in from the people, whether it be, you know, at site level, tradesmen using apps to uh, collect the, the right information at the right time in the right format is really mm -hmm. important to really sort of leverage uh, the tools that are available now. So um, it, it enables uh, a move away from the paper records that, we, that are still um, in abundance within the industry. Mm -hmm. um, it's very difficult to, to deal with paper records um, to, to get them into a format that you can then get the best results from from that information. So if you capture it in the right way, make sure it's nice and clean, um, you know, structured pro uh, properly, and you can access, uh, uh, get the access to that data um, at the right time uh, without, you know, lo low latency, if you like, then it then it's um, a beneficial thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what is something that the construction industry is missing right now when it comes to really harnessing the power of all the, the data that they have available on a project? I think um, if, for me, it, 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 it really kind of starts from the tools are available. Um, they, they've been the business intelligence tools that, that I mm -hmm. kind of started on my data journey, really being interested, having a, having a wow moment. How come in construction, we're not leveraging these tools that have been available in other industries for quite a long time. And they're, they're using them to gain competitive advantage, really. Mm -hmm. um, how come we're not using tools such as business intelligence tools within the industry? And um, I, I think that, in order to use those tools, you need to have the correct data that, as I said, in the right format, et cetera. Um, but but they're, they're available and it's we really should be making better use of them. That's just one example. So, you know, there, there's also tools that will automatically clean up or, or help clean up your data if it is in messy formats. And it's often what I find is the data siloed so that um, in order to 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 gain the insights from that data, you have to bring it together. Mm -hmm. And I, I and I think there's too much of siloing within construction companies to make the the best use of that data. So mm -hmm. I think that's that's one thing that that I'd really sort of encourage um, companies to look at the way that they're you know collecting the data, where they're storing it, how how and what what format they they're using at the moment. So yeah. Well, regular listeners will uh, have heard me say this before, but uh, the down with silos. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, obviously there, some of it's going to be inevitable, but the more that we can get rid of silos and really start figuring out how to strategically connect the dots and the information together and have yeah. systems talk to each other, yes, that's yes. the next step forward in construction. Yeah. Con connecting the dots is is really important isn't it it's, it's just you know what you would expect that is already you know should be happening already i think it's just gotta we gotta have a big push on that now to to you know data is exponentially growing year mm -hmm. on year the amount of data that we're dealing with construction's getting more and more complicated so the the companies that that that, that really have a, a strategic um set of data rules are going to be able to leverage that advantage in the in the future so mm -hmm. you know it's so so important connecting the dots is very important yeah yeah absolutely um, 
and and often you know it, it's a case that you have to do that if you haven't you know set up your 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 data policy if you like correctly in the first instance because um it, it's then having to figure things out and that and it takes a lot longer often as i say the de the data is messy it's in lots of different formats uh, it's data cleaning and wrangling, and it's 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 difficult. Um, it's time consuming, so you're not really getting to the insights as well. Um, you know, I want to see a move. I, I think we need to get to a position where we're using the data. It's 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 a live connection almost to the data. It flows in, and we're analysing it. So so if we can get to that point in the next few years, we've been in a really good position. I know there are. You know, there are companies that are doing this and leveraging that advantage, but, but I think we need to move from reactive to, you know, using machine learning to, to start predicting things. That's that's where we we need to then push on um, from. But we yeah. need to get to, you know, we need to get to here first. The the, the, the tools are, you know, re relatively easy to to leverage and use and then look to the uh, machine learning you know, automated machine learning um, to move forward, really, and start predicting things like, um, you know, programs. I see uh, we have um, planners to program the works for the time sequencing, but but in the future, I see that being done by, by predictive machine learning because it, it, it's making use of historical data. And I know there are, um, each, each project is a bespoke, um, projects on you know projects but though these tools will help in predicting the best path um, and the best way of completing a construction project for one example hey innovators is there a way to prepare your company for successful implementation of technological innovation after over 115 episodes talking with some of the best minds in the construction industry the answer is a resounding yes. There are building blocks that you can put into place that will form the foundation for your company to successfully implement technology. I have compiled my thoughts from those conversations into a new ebook simply titled Foundational Building Blocks for Successful Tech Adoption. You can download the ebook for free at our website, bridgingthegappod.com. After you have, I'd love to hear your feedback. As always, Keep innovating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So leaning into that, what's the what's the next step? How how do you get from you change that uh, kind of posture of being reactive to being proactive? And maybe what's a, a hurdle that's standing in construction's way in changing that posture to that proactive stance? I think it's it's really the vision that you 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 know you do the same thing over and over again you get the same the same results you've got to try and change change the process so you you've got to have that vision to to see that there are better ways now of doing things and i think when you when you make that commitment to 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 down that path you know the results will start to 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 show for themselves so it 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 does take investment a bit of time but you know, as I say, it's it's a low entry really now. There are there are um, there are business intelligence tools, ETL tools that make that do a lot of the heavy lifting for you nowadays. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not sure what the barriers are to 
entry. I, I don't see them as 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 being big hurdles now. So I really see that they should be um, utilized more in, in companies, construction companies particularly. Yeah. You know, I think historically, you mentioned earlier that other industries were ahead of us in construction in adopting a lot of these tools. And I think that that's true because historically the the tools, they weren't made for construction. You know, they, they were made for other industries and there's some complexities in construction and, uh, you know, that, that ease of use for the field to really leverage the technology maybe wasn't really there in the past, but I, I see that changing for sure. To your point that there are tools now that make that ease of use a lot easier uh, for the field to really adopt it. Right now, the one of the, the challenges that I see is changing the, uh, we have a phrase around here called head trash that is just, you know, thoughts that you have of what it used to be, but it's not what it currently is now. And you, your, your thought and your mindset hasn't caught up to <laughs> where yeah. it currently is. And so you got to get rid of that head trash to see the lay of the land as it clearly is today. So how do you go about getting people on board and, and really embracing and leveraging this data first mindset? I think it's, it's, for, I'll give you an example. So when people see some of the things you can do with the modern ETL tools, um, the, the, I've had, oh my goodness, how did you do that? And, and, and this was like five years ago, I've had these reactions. And, and even when I, even when I stumbled across them, yeah, it, it, I could not believe that there were tools out there that were, were doing, you know, what I wanted to achieve. They were there and, and yeah. they'd been out for quite a few years. Then for myself, going into looking uh, and, and learning about these tools, I was speaking to people within different industries. So I think it's, I think it's um, sort of encouraging and I, I try and get the message out, you know, to uh, um, I really would like to encourage people um, who are starting out or, 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 you know, really starting out to, to look at the way that quantity surveying is done and the things that are going to change and are changing very quickly. So I'd encourage them to, to look what's coming down the tracks, but then look sort of 10 years in front of that and, and kind of learn, uh, you know, as high up, uh, high up that kind of timeline as you, as you can, can go to, try and get ahead really because mm. it, it's having it, it's having that um advantage really it's it's um and and leveraging that advantage so i i think it's 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 also seeing the benefits as well of using these these modern tools but but it would it, it'll help with the efficiency gains which should come back into being more profit profitable effectively so mm. you know it's good for everybody to get on board and i think in construction, we need more of a collaborative approach to 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 how we do things. But that's, you know, um, that's a whole this, other this, set of that's a whole, <laughs> whole other side to things. So, yeah. but but I really do, yeah. I, I think it's also having a passion to to look at what's out there. If if you can only use one one or two tools, so you're using traditional spreadsheet tools to do some analysis, and and you and you you haven't gone outside that because it does the job. Um, when you see, if you, if you, if you don't know how to use other tools, then, then, then I think you, you, you could be at a disadvantage in, in not, and I, I, I do believe that, 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 that there, there are some really good advantages with, um, using, um, modern tools out there, but, 
But again, it's choosing the right tool for the situation you find yourself in. That, that, that's really key. Whatever tool it is, just find, find the best one to achieve the result and solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of good nuggets in there. Uh, so one that stands out is, is really starting with the end in mind and then working backwards and developing your plan that way. And this, it kind of pairs into what you just said at the end there, which I, I think is spot on in finding the right technology tool. You can have the, you know, the, the, the cool new <laughs> sexy software that's out there, but it doesn't fit your workflow. It doesn't fit your company. It doesn't fit your culture. And so you can bring it on board, but it's not going to go anywhere. And it's not going to be that effective for you because it doesn't fit the problem that you're trying to actually address in your current situation. And so I, I think being really mindful of, you don't necessarily need to add a, a ton of technology just for technology's sake, but be strategic and be smart and thoughtful on, does this technology really solve the exact problem that I'm trying to address here? And if it does, awesome you're going to see really great success from that. If it doesn't, it's probably going to fall flat and it, it might not be that the software is bad. It's just that it doesn't fix the problem that you're trying to solve. Mm. And it's also getting that, you know, as I say, it's getting that buy-in from people so that, sure. that it makes their life easier and it makes, you know, whatever you're working on, if it's solving a problem or, or you're, you're working on a construction project, it's making it as profitable as possible um, by using, you know, being more efficient in the way that, that you address that that particular problem. So, but but I do do see that yes, you can have all the the the, the shiny you know new software uh, tools. I I today was um I was waiting for a new update of a particular piece of software, and I thought this was going to solve the particular challenge that I that I had, and it was um it was a a piece of Python um coding, uh, and uh, it, it unfortunately. It, it did partly, but it, but it, you know, I thought it was going to be like the, the, the thing that did it for me. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, it's, there's still challenges, you know, still challenges. Um, but yeah. Yeah. there is no silver, silver uh, bullet when it comes to technology, you know, you're, you're still yeah, going to have some, some hurdles. <laughs> I think it's the, um, the frustration as well, if, if for, for myself and um, I'm, I'm sure yeah. other people once, you know, have been there when they're trying to do things. And this is when I sort of really got excited about data um, sort of seven, eight years ago was when I was trying to do things and I, and I, I couldn't achieve what I wanted to achieve, or it was taking me forever. I wanted things where I could ask questions of the data quickly, hypothesize and, you know, iterate. And I just, I, I, it was, it was just very difficult with traditional tools now. So that, that, that was my sort of step into the, 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 the technology side and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, but, but it, but it really brought me back to an, a good friend of mine said to me, Justin, it's all about, you know, structuring the data. So, you know, having the right data at the right time, but structure in it, because the, the, the modern tools um, don't like dirty data. So, you know, uh, you, you, you're going to have to clean it and you can spend quite a lot of time in, 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 in cleaning the, the data before you can actually visualize and analyze it and find those golden nuggets, those things that are going to really go, my goodness, you know, this is it. This is, you know, this is the problem. I see it. I can actually, and, uh, and one of the pieces of software, 
um, sorry, this is, um, uh, Tableau, which is really my, where, where my journey started. I'm very passionate, a Tableau user. Um, and they're, they're, they have the strap line is see and understand your data. Well, it, 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 so, so that's kind of the point, being able to see, visualize and interact with your data and find insights that are very difficult to find using traditional tools. So. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit ASTI.com and let them know we sent you. Uh, how do you maybe personally gain insights from data? Well, how, how do you like to, to think about it when you're, you're looking at it, you're trying to kind of optimize the results? Yeah, so, so the most, the, for me, the most important thing is we all have questions that we want to answer of data. Mm -hmm. So it's having, it's having that ability to do that and you know it, so it will it is it is about taking some time to learn and to invest in yourself to be able to answer those questions and and for sure you you can go out and get people to analyze the data and serve it up to you and here's the insight you wanted but but if you as a as as somebody within the construction industry you know the things in your profession that are important to you for you to actually get out of the data. And that's the key. It's for you having those skills in your job to be able to say, I need to see, or I need to know when um, I've spent X amount of pounds on, on concrete over what I had as a budget, or I want to know, you know, in real time, I want an email sent to me when something hasn't been delivered or um, the, so whatever the key metric is, you know, th that's, mm -hmm. that's the key, you know, that, that, that's it for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then work backwards from there. I, I, I agree. I think approaching the data by saying not uh, looking at the data first, but starting with those questions on this is in the end, what I, I want to know now, how can I make the data, you know, give me this information because on raw data, you can, search it and cure it and you know you can twist it not twist it in a bad way but you can <laughs> uh pull the the information out of the data that you want to answer whatever question but if you don't know what question then the data is just totally overwhelming and, and very messy uh yeah. I, yeah. I think you know I, I say a statement a lot that my team probably laughs at like this is in the end, this is what I want. I have no idea how to do it or how to, how to get there, but I know it's possible. And so how can we get the yeah. information out of that? And so I think starting with like the, the big vision of the end that you're trying to get at, and then you can approach the data more strategically and say, okay, this is the data is telling me this part. Here's where I might have a hole in it that I have to go find maybe another data source to fill in this hole if I want it, or how do you extrapolate out of that and go from there? Yeah, I think so. And and as I say, it's it's exploring the data as well as a, another part to that. So, if you have the ability um, to to really ask questions as fast as you can think of them, 
and you you know the things you want to answer so just let me i've got my data now i've got it structured and it's it's great and i, I can literally you know what do i want to know now or you know what do i want to give that to someone else so they can explore that data so mm. you know again across across the platform within a company so having different dashboards for different people uh having different metrics telling me when i've 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 spent as i say you know gone across gone higher than certain metric or below or something hasn't been achieved is so powerful and i think you know there's just so many so many uh uses for a modern strategic um business intelligence if that's you know that th th that's the tool there, there's just so many uses for it in within construction mm -hmm. so we spent time talking about the the potential of it data is messy though yes. what is something that <laughs> kind of frustrates you in operating with data that people should maybe be on the lookout for well, <laughs> so um, again, I'm going to go back quite a few years. I hit the the roadblocks in, um, you know, as I say, like the the uh, enormous spreadsheets, lots of spreadsheets. Uh, you know, messy data. Uh, it, it, it's paper records. You know, there's mm -hmm. just an abundance of information that that, that I felt that I was uh, limited in in what I could do, and and I was in the um uh, advanced excel user at the time and uh, i just i was i was frustrated um by you know by the process a bit and how I, so it may have been my failings <laughs> you know i'm not saying anything against the software the tool that i was using but but i just felt frustrated that that i i couldn't you know get past past those roadblocks in 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 what i wanted to achieve for my job so mm -hmm. it, it, that was the process to to then look and to train um, in myself to to get to where I am now um, with with more skills in in dealing with the type of information that, that we that we have in construction. Um, but the key really is, you know, if you, the key is to 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 at the beginning is to have it in the in the right format and you know make it um, available. Um, across the organization uh, uh, to, to, mm -hmm. to use it and leverage it. Yeah. Take time on the, the front side to make sure you kind of got your plan, got your strategy, got your, your ducks in a row and then start rolling it out. Because you, because if you don't, it will cost a lot, lot more mm -hmm. when, you know, if you, you find yourself in the unenviable position of having a, a big dispute um, to, to then get the information that if it hasn't been, put into the right format and ease of use you know it can consume a lot of time a lot of effort um to to then to to then fix it effectively so that mm -hmm. you, you can do the things or the things that i want to do i can i can do them so mm -hmm. yeah makes total sense uh wh what are some of the big trends you see making waves in the the coming years i do see um i do see a use for blockchain um i do see i'm not uh, I see more of a use of predictive modeling. So I uh -huh. see, I see that, um, as I said earlier, like predicting the, 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 the time associated with construction projects. And I see, I see just a, a, a huge use for that within, um, within construction. You know, I see the drone technology and the robots. I see, you know, I see, um, automated plant as well. I think that's going to be a big area um the, the moving forward uh, so yeah there's 
but but for me like the predictive side of it so mm-hmm. even sort of using um the the data historically to predict or or to take care of situations on site for for safety grounds you know so so I, I, yeah i see yeah. quite a quite quite a lot of use for technology and um yeah tools out there yeah so how's the interoperability of all the the technology the drones predictive anal- analytics um if i can say that word <laughs> predictive <laughs> analytics there you Predict- go uh, yeah, i can usually speak english sometimes <laughs> uh machine learning all you know all these kind of big buzzword trends in technology how do they all interact in your mind and, and what's the what's the real potential over the next couple of years in those areas well i think the the way that they will collect the data as well so you'll you'll have um drones flying around and i'm, I'm sure they're already there or, or on on certain big sites that they're, mm-hmm. they, they're they're looking um against the the model for the design seeing what's in place so you'll have um oh that that beams in the wrong position or it's not there so they'll be comparing their data against the the, the bin model or the, mm-hmm. the electronic uh, design so kind of like in real time in real time so you cool. know it's not in the right place or it's not to the mm-hmm. right specification um so i see that that one you uh, one use i see the automated plant growing in 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 use as well you know i'm talking for me i see this in sort of five ten years maybe possibly sort of near a 10 but i see much more use of um that side automated uh, automated plant because it could take the information from as i see it take the information from the design and be building to that to that design um but you know i i see it being used a lot i not not i i think these these uh, technologies are there to to really help us in the industry so it's 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 just it'll be a a different way of constructing using technology so um there still be we'll still be involved in it no no doubt but it'll just make things more hopefully make things more efficient yeah i like it uh so how do people find out more information and connect with you yeah please um check me out on linkedin um you know pass me over an email and um, I'll be more than happy to discuss kind of the the, the things that really uh, I'm passionate about within construction. Obviously, I'm a quantifier and, and sort of passing that kind of, why are you talking about machine learning? Why are you talking about, you know, data analysis and sort of automated cleaning up of data? You know, what, you know so I'm, I'm more than happy and I, I really... I really enjoy sort of talking about those um, those aspects with people. So yeah, just uh, yeah, send me yeah. send me connect with me on LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. That's awesome. I think that your passion for it more than shines through, which is very Thank cool you, to see. Bob. Thank you. Uh, so final question for you: What does innovation mean to you? So innovation means to me is it, what it means to me is improving improving the thing that previously is difficult or is difficult to do so you you're you're constantly moving forward instead of doing it the same way that you've always done it getting the same results seek out and look for better ways of doing things that are going to improve your efficiencies in whatever area you 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 work and look 
really to the future and see what's see what you know as best you can but see we can see what's where the industry is going and what's coming down the track so just you know i'd say embrace it it's there to help us and you know as i say leverage that advantage yeah i like it justin thanks so much for taking the time and coming on the show today thank you todd it's been a pleasure and now it's time for my todd takes from this episode first take it is important to come to any discussion with a great deal of empathy while checking your own ego at the door. I know from personal experience that this is way easier said than done. However, it is more productive professionally and personally to engage in conversations when you are earnestly seeking to learn from the other person. Second take, when it comes to data strategy, start with the end in mind. What are the questions you need answered? Then work backwards to see how the data can provide you that information. Make sure you are crowdsourcing ideas and clearly communicating vision and goals along the way. Final take, when you are evaluating tools and technologies, make sure the tool you bring on is solving the problem you actually have. You can have the best technology in the world, but if it isn't addressing the problem you are seeking to solve, you're still gonna have your problem. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software, at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant. Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2022.